Hey everyone, welcome back to What's Next. I'm your host, Dr. Paige Perky. I hope you all are having a great evening, morning, afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. I hope it's wonderful. For me personally, I am feeling on fire, love and light, all of the things because I drank matcha tea and I love matcha tea. I haven't had it in a while, so <laughs> needless to say, I forgot that it actually has caffeine in it. Not as much as coffee, but it does have caffeine, and I am actually quite sensitive <laughs> to caffeine. So here it is, going on 8 o'clock at night, and I have so much energy. I am going to record this episode as promised. So thank you, Matcha Tea, but oh my goodness, y'all, I'm like sweating. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my advice is be be mindful if you drink caffeine later in the evening. I know for some people it doesn't affect them, but for me, oh my goodness, I am I am on fire, but it's wonderful. So let's let's do this. Okay. So as promised, I said that I would do a follow-up episode on the acupuncture episode, right? Specifically, I wanted to touch on two main points. The first point, let's say hypothetically you are, or realistically for a lot of us, right? Affording acupuncture every month and, and even not only every month, right, once a week, some of these, not only acupuncture really, to be quite frank, some of these tools that we have been discussing in and throughout this podcast cost money. And not all of us have the financial means to be able to afford some of these tools, though we would very much like to participate. So there's two parts to the first aspect or the first what would you like to call it? The first, so there's two parts. The first part has its own two parts, which is part 1A is what we'll call it. 1A. If you are, no matter where you are in the Memphis area, which is where I am based, in Tennessee, in the United States, around the world, because I know we have listeners from all over the globe. No matter where you are, if you are a practitioner, okay, of acupuncture, of chiropractic care, of yoga, of this, that, what have you, especially those practitioners who require hands-on work, if you are willing to provide your expertise, your services at a discounted rate or even pro bono in some cases for persons who are able and willing to provide you with evidence of their financial situation, if you would, please reach out to me so I can spread your information to help those in need. My email is what's next 2020 at, excuse me, Scratch that. Too much caffeine. My mind is going a million miles a minute. <laughs> it is what's next official 2020 at gmail.com. I know that we would greatly appreciate and, and benefit from your services. And I, and I know that I speak for not only myself and everyone that we would be incredibly, incredibly grateful for your generosity. So again, if, if you're willing, 
Thank you. And you know, if you're if you yourself are not in a financial position to offer those services at a discounted or pro bono rate, no shame. Please don't feel any guilt. I totally understand, right? So no matter what, thank you so much. All right. That brings me to the second part of point one. So we'll call it 1B, okay? For whatever reason, whether that be financially, you're still unsure about some of these tools, what have you. Specifically, we'll talk about acupuncture here. Keep in mind that in the episode on massage, Corey, the interviewee, recommended certain acupressure, pressure points, so not acupuncture, acupressure points that you can perform and press on yourself at home. So you can do your own self-care massage therapy practice on yourself. So I highly encourage you to listen to that episode and he provides really great descriptors of where those pressure points are on your body and you can perform that at home. And of course there are, I'm sure, episodes on all these different websites like YouTube, Vimeo, etc. that can support you in performing something similar to acupuncture on yourself at home whenever you're feeling in need, right? So that's another option to, another, another option, resource, another way to make these tools a little more accessible. I hope you find that helpful. All right, so transitioning to part two of this episode. In the episode on acupuncture with Dr. Helen Lee, she described acupuncture as a bottom-up tool. And bottom-up, this concept, this term, is quite esoteric, meaning that it's highly specialized. This word is, is only truly understood by those who are in the field So for that reason, I'm going to convey or explain what was meant by bottom up in terms of acupuncture being a tool. What what is bottom up, right? And keep in mind, I do review this in an earlier episode. The episode titled Prologue is where you can find another explanation of this idea of bottom up tools. But here, I'm going to explain it through a different lens, from a different perspective. At the end of this explanation, if if it still doesn't fully resonate or make sense, I highly encourage you to review the prologue episode. Alright, so what did Dr. Helen Lee mean by a bottom-up tool? Alright, well keep in mind, bottom-up isn't the only type of tool, first of all. There are multiple types of tools. There's, let's, let's categorize them, okay? Three different categories. The first, top-down tools. Top-down. The second, bottom-up tools. Bottom-up. And then the third category comprises both, both top-down and bottom-up. But all right, what the heck does that mean, right? <laughs> Well, 
Remember that these three categories, these all three of them and individually, they all describe their types of tools. And each of these tools interact with the human being in different ways. The first top-down tools, think of top, your mind. Down would be your body, so top-down tools. Tools that influence your mind, your top, your mind. And from there, the influence trickles down. So the tool itself specifically works with the mind, which then influences your body or your behavior. So an example, journaling would be an example of a top-down tool. Why? Because you are primarily using your mind, right? Yes, of course, if you're journaling, whether it be through a computer or writing it down, yes, you are engaging your your body to some extent, right? Because, I mean, we are a human being. We have the mind and the body infused together, right? So there's going to be some level of engagement with the other aspect of your being, whether it be mind or body. They're both really engaged, but there's a, there's a primary emphasis, especially with the first two gap categories, okay? So another example would be cognitive behavioral therapy. And we discussed that in general, as well as within the context of positive sleep patterns or insomnia. So in those therapeutic approaches, we specifically target your mind, your thoughts. And from there, the hope, the goal is that it will eventually influence your behaviors. Now, what's interesting about some of these top-down tools is not is that not all of them engage your emotions. Some of them only focus on your thoughts. And as we all know, because we're human beings, <laughs> we all have emotions. And that plays a critical role in our ability to self-regulate and heal and problem-solve, right? We know that our emotions at times can can cloud our judgment, but they are very much valuable. So, and this is a little bit, we're getting a little bit off topic, but I wanted you to, to be aware of that, that again, that, that's why some of these, not all tools are created equal. However, that's not to say that they're not valuable. You have to meet yourself where you're at and choose the tools that best resonate with you. But let's go ahead and transition to the second category. Bottom up tools. You probably already know where we're going, right? So bottom up, we're starting from the quote bottom, which is your body, your physical body, your physiology, right? The, the physical matter of your being. And then the goal, the idea is that through work on your body, through the use, through engaging with tools that use your body, it will interact with and influence how you think, how you operate in this reality, in your life experiences. So let's talk examples. An example of a bottom-up tool 
could be massage. The tool of massage, of the massage therapist, is working on your muscles, right? It's it's primarily the, the act of massage, even the act of acupuncture, primarily focuses on engaging the physical, your body, right? And the, and the goal, the idea is that it will produce some positive benefits for you at the level of your mind, like stress reduction, d- decrease in depression, just a positive state of being, right? That That's the goal. But remember in prior episodes, I mentioned that we can attempt to engage other, or not, not other, but both aspects of your mind and body. And so that brings me to the final category, top-down and bottom-up tools. So a tool that uses or engages on its own both top-down and bottom-up tools. So it's one tool that focuses on both top and bottom. So top being your mind, bottom meaning your body. So these tools that engage both your mind and your body, examples include, for instance, yoga, meditation, right? And so theoretically, the idea is that tools that engage more levels of your being meaning both your mind and your body, and honestly, too, your breath, because your breath is incredibly important for down-regulating, for calming your fight-flight-freeze response. Those tools are theoretically believed to, are believed to facilitate or enhance the process by which self-regulation occurs at the level of the mind. So be your ability to regulate your thoughts as well as your emotions and your perception of your stress, as well as at the body, the physical level, you know, the the, the down, the, the bottom part of your being, also regulate at that level too. So regulating your actual stress, the your cortisol levels through focusing, through targeting mind, body, and breath. So to recap, very briefly, specifically on the second part of this episode, there are three categories of self-regulatory healing tools. The first top-down, or mind-to-body. Examples include reflective journaling and cognitive behavioral therapy. Bear in mind that when I said cognitive behavioral therapy earlier, and I referred to how some tools don't focus on your emotions, cognitive behavioral therapy in a traditional historical sense, so it's from its philosophical roots, actually does not include your emotions, which is a critique of cognitive behavioral therapy. That's why a lot of more modern approaches tend to infuse emotions and breathing to boost its 
ability to be effective but it, 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 and see, it can be, some people call it consilience, where, where you use a lot of different schools of thought to, to help boost the strength of the tool itself. But there are other schools of thought where it's already embedded in the, the essence of the tool. And personally, I, I would argue that that is, is, worthy of of value and, and esteem in and of itself the fact that it infuses all aspects of our being from the get-go you know because we we talk about in research how philosophy theory everything should be aligned in terms of philosophy and because that bolsters the strength of the research study. And so that's actually quite an interesting thought, you know, which which is more effective. And I think, you know, I think I'm answering my own question. I think it's about meeting yourself where you're at, right? If you need to take a vitamin pretend you would take a vitamin right you're let's say you're you know you're you're eating really healthy and you know you're working out and you're doing all the things that support your ability to heal and self-regulate but you're you're still let's say you're you have low vitamin b12 levels well you would probably take a supplement right meet yourself where you're at well the same can be said for these tools if you are which actually, which actually brings me to, we'll go ahead and transition to the second point, which is the bottom up tools. If you only focus on the body, then yeah, it makes sense like in massage to infuse to the best of your ability, the breath, because that can help us to release tension in our body, which just helps the masseuse really get in there and, and release. So you're releasing tension two ways, the body and the breath, rather than, and really you're using your mind to focus, setting the intention of relaxation, rather than just, you know, only using body work, because sometimes our body can, can fight against the, the the masseuse and so just having these extra quote tools can be really really helpful and then last but not least we have the bottom up top down tools or top down bottom up same difference and that's this idea where we use the mind the body and the breath so we're getting our so we have the mind which is you know thoughts and emotions we have the body, which is the physical matter of our body, right? Our muscles, our organs, our brain, what have you. And then we have the breath, which is neither the body nor the mind, right? So using all three of these enhances your ability to self-regulate because we are, think of it as a one-stop shop where you have multiple services or products to provide to you, the customer. Or another way to think of it is you have three tools in one. So you have a tool that simultaneously focuses on the mind, the body, and the breath. That's why in prior episodes, I've 
encouraged the attempt to engage all of these different levels of your being, you know, mind, which includes your thoughts and your emotions, your physical body, and your breath, because the idea is that we will enhance our ability to self-regulate and become a, a, because we already are whole beings, right? But sometimes we need a little help in remembering, and I mean that not only cognitively, right? I also mean that viscerally, through the body. Sometimes we're so wound up, it, it's hard to control or, or regulate our thoughts. And so when I say remember, I mean at a, at a mind, body, breath, all levels of our being, really remembering who we are, which is a self-organizing, self-regulating, healing entity, a healing system. And I mean, that's supported by research. So that, that's, again, why it's so important. You're, you're getting more bang for your buck. <laughs> so, but of course, meet yourself where you're at. You do what's best for you. But this, this, is, this is the best advice that I can give. Not only what has been found in terms of, of research, but also in terms of my personal experiences. So this has been a super quick episode. I hope you found this helpful, beneficial, what have you. I love y'all. Y'all have a great day, night, evening, what have you. And I'll see you next time on What's Next.